Spread love. Doom, doom, doom. Spread love. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to POV with Kristen Gilmore, where I interview interesting people that you and I are getting to know together. This podcast was created to enlighten, enrich, and inform. The basis is to spread love and extend God's grace to yourself and others. Good morning, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to delve into the next segment of the Motivational Nuggets to Love By segment. This one is episode four, and it's called Love and the Journey of Many Miscarriages. So, (laughs) this topic, you all, it uh, hits many different places in my heart. It almost starts sparks. Um, I've been married for 12 years. And, uh, well, let me start out by saying, growing up, I was not the child who had to do anything. And what I mean by that is I've always been pretty opinionated, strong-willed, determined, set to do what I say. Um, And it's always been a challenge for others to push me to do something that I didn't think would work. I guess I could say I was, um, as some would call like bullheaded or strong-willed. My mother would probably say that. My dad probably would too. My husband as well. Um, And they aren't wrong. I just had to know for myself. And as I've matured over the years, I realized that it's fine for others who've already traveled that path to show you a shortcut. I typically wouldn't receive one in the past. And I guess it was because I needed to learn on my own. And I did. And as my dad always says, you know, um, every lesson you'll pay for. And he's right. Sometimes you pay with money. Sometimes you pay with time. Uh, Sometimes you pay with life experience. Some are actual bruises, seen and unseen. I'm saying all that to give you a background of who I am as a person. Um, I never saw myself as needing to get married or <laughs> learn how to drive. I was, I've always been a career-driven person. I love a product. I love the end results. I love being able to check something off of a list. I enjoy that. I am a list writer. I enjoy writing lists. Uh, so when, you know, love came, marriage came, Um, learning how to drive came before all of that. I realized that there was freedom in it, but that was the thing. I didn't see freedom in it before. And I love being free. I always say I'm a cage bird, just don't close the door. And I felt like those things were taking my freedom away, freedom of choice. And um, that's how I happened upon this topic. I got married in 2009 prior to that, I had a somewhat short courtship, but not really. Met my husband a month after moving to New York. Um, We dated for about seven, no, 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 no. 
we dated online for three months before we met each other. This was back when, you know, the dating sites, um, back before I had no idea what catfishing was. So I met him in a restaurant. He looked better than the picture I'd seen, which was a A++. Energy, charisma, height, personality, big heart, very straightforward. He told me on the first date, if you are not ready for marriage, then we should not be together. I am looking for a wife. My husband's Senegalese, you all. I do his accent all the time. <laughs> it's out of love. <laughs> um, accents are sexy. His is to me anyways. Y'all, that scared the, the everything out of me. I ghosted him for a month. Came back. I finished up some unfinished business because um, he wasn't the only person I was getting to know at that time. I later found out that I wasn't the only person he was getting to know, but he had met his person and was ready to close all other doors. That language that he gave me scared me to death. So I had to go and um, make sure that I was ready for that. Because remember, I never had to get married. Um, and I had just moved to New York. It was all moving really fast for me, fresh out of a tumultuous breakup uh, that had a lot of scars I'll talk about later. So I was not really ready for that. Um, but I guess I would grow to be. A month after being with this other person I was dating, I wrote him one day and said, I'm ready for you. And he said, I've been waiting. From that moment on, we've been together. Um, we then dated for seven more months. He proposed the same year. We were married seven months later. <laughs> now, <laughs> during the course of this, I was all kind of up and down in my emotions because I was not ready for what I thought marriage was. The only marriage I'd seen was my parents, some on TV. And I knew that I was a different person from what I had seen. And I was still getting to know this man who wanted to call me his wife and give me his last name. And the strong will that I have in my body was challenging me to learn how to compromise and lean in. I had to learn to do that. Now, you know, I'm a praying chick. I'm a Christian. I love my Jesus. My husband's a Muslim. Um, and he was everything I didn't know I would ever marry. Remember, I didn't have to get married. So here I was, knowing that this man was not something that I dreamed up, but something that the Lord wanted to gift me. And I was all kind of challenged. Partly because it happened so fast. I wasn't ready. It wasn't something I had to do. I knew love, and I knew this was special love. But I also, it wasn't in my timeline, my time frame. But it came, just as it was supposed to, just as it did. I called three fasts, you all. Three weekly fasts. And that was of every family member immediate. My mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, they starved with me. Okay, we prayed and we starved. The last fast was two weeks prior to getting married. <laughs> and I told Jules, I told Jules, I said, listen, I'm calling another fast. Uh, would you like to join? And at this time, my husband said, 
baby look. <laughs> Call your fast. I will do it with you. If I am not supposed to marry you, I do not want to marry you either. And of course, I'm like, okay, great. We're going to start the fast on Monday and it'll go <laughs> through Sunday. And he just kind of looks at me like, okay. That was my final fast and I had confirmation. Okay, God, this is who you sent me. I trust you better, more than I trust myself. We got married. It was a beautiful wedding, Botanic Gardens, Tennessee. And our journey, our love journey continued. I knew my husband wanted children when we got married. I knew just like marriage, it wasn't something I had to do. I never had that motherly gene. I never felt it in my gut that, you know, being a mother was something that I had to do. I just thought it was something that you could choose to do if you wanted to. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, years into our marriage, I made every possible excuse to not have to get pregnant. We didn't have enough money and savings. Um, I was too young. We didn't know each other well enough. And these aren't excuses. Some, these are valid. These are valid, absolutely, for me. And everyone has their reasons and they should be valid for them. All these were valid to me. We didn't have enough in savings. We hadn't known each other well enough, I felt to have children, I wanted us to wait five years. I wanted to make sure that I felt like I, as I say, didn't live a life of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Um, I got pregnant within the first two years of our marriage. I was nervous, a little excited, terrified, welcoming his joy because I knew he was gonna be so happy. I went home. Um, well, on my way, I stopped and I got two little onesies because um, I didn't know if I was going to have a boy or a girl. And one said, this guy here is my dad. Another one said, you know, this guy here is my dad. And they were both, um, one was blue and one was pink. That's how I told him I was pregnant. He knew my feelings about it. So when um, I gave him the card with the pregnancy test thing positive in it, and he looked at me, his first response was, are you okay? Huh, how sweet. And I start crying because he knew, he knew where I was. He knew how I felt. I was very open with my husband off top about everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, I said, I am. We hugged. Went and had an ultrasound pretty early on. Um, found out I was pregnant with twins. <laughs> what the world, right? Twins do run in my family. My grandmother uh, has had twins. I have an aunt and uncle who are said twins. Um, they're there. My husband has two sisters who are twins. So I wasn't completely shocked, um, but I was still shocked. And uh, when I was, uh, I had to go to the emergency room. I think I was having severe pain. Uh, ended up going to the emergency room and found out that um, uh, they were having problems locating my sacks. Like, oh my gosh, what? Right? Terrified. So the doctor says, hey, if you are having tubule pregnancies, you need to go home 
pay attention to your body. Go to come back to the emergency room as soon as possible. Don't do anything strenuous. They could rupture. I was like, oh my gosh, because the crazy part is I had booked a job. I'm an actress out of state, had to fly out in, I think, a week. And that doctor was looking at me like, crazy lady, you could die on that plane. If you hit some crazy turbulence and those babies are in your tubes, and I'm like, I'm just going to put a prayer on this and go do what I love. And I did. When I got to where I was going to do my show, I went to the hospital there just to make sure I was well. And uh, there was one sack. I lost a baby. Whoa. So the thing about me is I can talk all that talk, feel it in my soul and mean it. But when I got pregnant, those babies were coveted, protected in my womb, talked to, loved, all that stuff. So that was a hard pill to swallow. The doctor also told me that the chances of me being able to hold on to the other baby were slim. But you can't tell me that and expect me to believe it. I said, okay, well, I'm going to stay pregnant as long as my body desires and the good Lord says and push through. Not too long after, first miscarriage, official of twins. That was a hard pill to swallow. I went through that miscarriage out of town by myself without my husband. I did not want him to come. I'm one of those people that when I go through things, I need me time. I need processing time. I need to be alone. I did not want my parents to come. They honored my wishes. They know me well enough to know I was okay enough to push through. I was still doing something that I loved. The Lord had me surrounded by people who were family in the theater realm. All was well. Challenging, but well. Years later, um, I got pregnant again and miscarried. I got pregnant again and miscarried. I got pregnant again and I miscarried. Now, I must tell you, it was important to me to never try. I didn't want to purposely try to get pregnant. I wanted it to happen organically because again, it didn't have to happen for me. So just like me calling fasts, I needed the Lord to show me that this was something I was supposed to do. And I got pregnant and pregnant and pregnant and pregnant and pregnant. And over the course of 10 years, I had four pregnancies, right? And the last one with all the medical stuff that comes along with it, the doctor's appointments, the checkups, the, you know, in my uterus, all in my business, trying to find out what's going on. I just got exhausted. I was exhausted. I was mentally spent, emotionally drained. My weight was fluctuating up and down, up and down. The hormones took months to leave, even when my babies had already gone to meet our maker. It was a lot. And I realized in that journey what my truth was. I realized that I had been truthful to myself the whole time and that journeys change and that I can't gift somebody a baby. What powers did I think I had? And also that maybe I shouldn't be having a baby if I'm not 100% sure. Now that's for me. Plenty of people do. Plenty of people have children 
accidentally, not expecting it. And, and they go on to see that that baby was the best gift they ever had. Had my babies made it to this earth, they would have been the best gift I ever had, but they didn't. I had no control over that, but I respect the process now more than ever. I'm speaking on this because I know I'm not alone. I know that there are people out there who have just tried to get pregnant once. I know there are women out there who have prayed to the Lord on their knees, please bless me with a child, just one, just two, just three. I know that there are families who have just wanted to be parents, like my husband. He still desires it to this day. But the last time I was on a table and a doctor was in my hoo-ha, in my spirit, the Lord told me, Kristen, enough. I had cried enough, felt enough pain. And that was it for me. I let that go with peace. Now, that didn't happen overnight. It happened with a lot of therapy, um, a lot of communication, it happened with us processing the deaths of our babies. And, and people can argue that if a baby isn't born, it didn't die, whatever. You know, that's your decision to, to make. I'm talking about my experience. What I had to go through. When we had an opportunity to process all of those losses, I realized that they never left me in spirit. They're safer where they are. In all honesty, I know that I have one of my beautiful souls, Ira, who's with them. I hear my, my children's footsteps. I hear them laugh and giggle. For years. I know that they're safe. They know that their mama loved them while they were with me. And their daddy will forever. Now, my husband still has those first onesies in his closet. Every time he opens that closet to get out his clothes, he sees it. And that's how he processes. And I carry them with me everywhere I go. No one lives on an island. We're all connected. Some of our stories are never told. We carry them alone. And some of us share them so people will know that they are not alone. And it's all okay. I don't think I'm meant to be an earthly mom. And I'm fine with that. I have had the joy and privilege of having children in my life. My nieces and my nephews. Children I've had the blessed opportunity to help raise. Um, I'm not going to shout them all out, <laughs> but they know who they are and I love them extra. So when you meet someone who's been married or not, or who you feel is old enough to be a parent, but isn't, mind your words, show them love, give them joy emitted from your body to them because you don't know their story and you don't know their journey and you don't know if they want to have children 
or if they don't, or if they did and they resent it. It's just about love. It's just about love. Thank you for joining me today. Whoosh, wooza. <laughs> I love you. Till next time, stay safe out there and love you and everybody you come in contact with. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of POV with Kristen Gilmore. See you next time. Bye. Ha. Ooh. Ha. Ooh.